This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? That's right. Studies from Florida State, the CDC, the Crime Prevention Research Center show that guns are used to protect life 25 times more often than they than when they are used to take a life. That's 25 times, and that's an estimate on the low side. And if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that fights to defend and restore your Second Amendment. It's $10 a month. And if this country goes to hell in a handbasket and you haven't joined, it's your fault. <laughs> SDCGO.org. Join to become a member. I like I liked the improv. That's nice. Well, you know, I'm getting tired of it. You know, I keep <laughs> listening to the freaking news. You don't listen to it. I don't listen to the and news And I'm so anymore. sick and tired of people. All they're doing now is complaining, complaining, pointing fingers, pointing fingers. Yeah. Stop pointing fingers. Start Spend do 10 freaking dollars or do like I do. Spend $100. And you get surprises in the mail that you don't even know. 90 million gun owners in the nation. Yeah, and we got what? How many people joined? 3,000? Like, like 4,500 or uh, 3,600. I'm sorry. That's, 4, we got 3 million in San Diego. 3.5 million in San Diego. There's probably We guesstimate there's probably about 400,000 gun owners in San Diego. It's probably about right. That includes everybody. That includes cops and security guards and you know people that just own to own. And, yeah. See, that's why you won't allow me to promote. To promote what? Well, I have. I was doing. What's the guys with the bell at the grocery store? Yeah, you're gonna do that for us. Oh no, no, I did. They, they they let me do it one time, and I wasn't allowed to do it ever again. Why? Well, because people would walk up. I say, hey, <laughs> come on over here. Put some money in the pot, man. There's people in dire need. Yeah. What do you mean you're not gonna give me any money? Come on. Yeah. And I'd wait for him to come out, and I'd harangue him again when they came out. How did, it didn't go over well. It didn't go over well. Who? Now, who? What, 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 what that yeah, car? I feel like I feel like we model, you know, like pepper spray training. We model the people that the you know the the aggressive people after Dave. Well, <laughs> why not? And then I was. I wanted. To, I would. I would love to have been a fly on the wall during the conversation where they said you're not allowed to ring the bell. Anymore. Well, I don't pay attention because then I was doing the Burn Institute. We know. And I would walk up to you and I say, "Do me a favor, stick your finger out." And you stick your finger out. I'd take a lighter and I'd burn you. <laughs> that didn't work? No. They really got upset about that. I, I said, but it, just imagine a little kid, 80% of his bur- body went through with just what you went with that little. P- well, I think, though, I think they were looking for you to find new donors, not new patients. That might have been. Well, I, I just get, <laughs> I get very irritated when people don't join groups that so do, do the I. right thing. I do, too. I, I, I try. I'll be totally frank. Let's be frank for just a second here. I. I can't let it bother me um, because then that's all I'd think about. So I go and say, all right, here, here's the deal. You know, we, we've, it's like I said, we're going to talk about gun prom today. We're going to do a recap and it was wonderful. Uh, but it was like I said uh, last night when I was talking to everybody, I said, man, we've done everything people could, po- people have asked for everything. 
We've done lawsuits. We've gotten CCWs. We've gotten women's programs. We've gotten programs that we're on the new, we're on the hit, but but, but, but we've done everything. So all I can do is, I think all, all, all of us can do is just keep working really, really hard. And the people who are going to do the right thing will do the right thing. And there, there, there's always going to be uh, people that are just completely oblivious and people that just, they're not going to participate. Is he, am I going to have to stare at this guy all for two day. hours? All right, hold on. Look what it says in his shirt. I know. Hold on. Let's introduce him. But first, I'm starving. Gun Owners Radio now <laughs> provides marketing and advertising services, websites, SEO, e-commerce, email marketing. Our team can help you connect with your customers. Two more free website checkups are left. It's a $300 value where experts review your website. And they give you a free comprehensive report. Email rich at gunownersradio.com to get a free website audit. I know you know somebody with a website that needs our help. Mm-hmm. So tell them about the free website checkup. Now let's introduce a couple. First, let's say hello to the very lovely Alicia. Alicia, how are you doing? Are you okay over there with the uh, headphones? <laughs> you doing okay? The struggle bus today. I'm good. <laughs> Good, good. I'm glad you're here. You, thank you so much for all the help at Gun Prom. Did you have fun? I had a great time. That's awesome. Did uh, did the hubs have fun? I think you did. I think your whole table. You had a you had a you were at a, you were at a feisty table. Were they a little rowdy? Well, in a good way. Okay. Yeah. So I had a good time. All right. You must good. have won. No, we actually didn't. Neither did we. <laughs> Who is this guy with the shirt? Now, that's me as we're as I'm working my way through this, let's go to. John Petrolino, the Penn Patriot, uh, good friend, uh, extremely uh, great writer and and uh, and patriot. Um, and uh, thank you so much for coming all the way out here, man. Well, th- thank you for having me. It was a pleasure uh, to to be here the last couple of days and hang out with you guys. And gun prom was great, Dave. I want to let you know I wore this shirt just for you. And tell I me that's not local. Just for you, it's no. not local. Uh, no wait, don't you recognize this? <laughs> Read, read the I'm shirt. I'm trying to see it. it well, it's you an know, Italian sausage and Angus beef pork. It's a pork store, but Sat Satrielli's. You know, there I had. Is. Yeah, I've got. You guys like don't a, know where that's from. He doesn't know. Well, so listen, it's a place that like my uncle Tony used to hang out at, and my uncle Paul. <laughs> oh, he's kicking the my cousin on Christopher. It. Right? You know what you he's know. talking about? Yeah. So this was the place where the Sopranos hung out. Oh, uh, have you ever heard of Newskis? No. I buy my co-host five pounds of Newski's bacon, and she just got a box last Thursday. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah. So he's wearing that, and he's got an accent because you're from? New Jersey. The New Jersey. And look, he's right. even got a bracelet to match. <laughs> oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, not you. Yeah. So, so he picture. came all the way out. Take I think- a picture of his watch? No. It's, it's a Fitbit. Yeah. It doesn't qualify. It doesn't qualify. It doesn't. No. No. I think you you have the award. Either you, I think it's you. Maybe did is that did Adam travel further? You might get the award. Adam for, flew out of uh, Philadelphia, so no, no. Further, well, then you I'm got further, the award. Yeah, further, we should have given you an award last night. For, yeah, that's okay. Well, thank you. Why, we're why, all winners, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you, I'm sure we were just talking in, in what the last three years you've written written 550 articles or something like that. Uh, Upwards of six hundred. Upwards of yes. six hundred yeah, in the last three years. Six hundred articles, all Second Amendment related. Yep. He's done. Uh, he's covered stuff that we've done. Um, amazingly uh, prolific Second Amendment writer. And where can people find your writing? Um, so I freelance. So my work comes out at BearingArms.com, The Truth About Guns, uh, Ammo Land News. 
I also write for uh, news2a.com. That's a site that you got to check out. That's a new one. Um, and a couple other sites. I do some work for Armed Lifestyle Magazine. It comes out like every other month. And uh, the second press, they're on a semi-hiatus right now. I know Joe uh, and Sam are contributing to second press as well. Uh, so my work's all over the place. But if you want to look for me, like I have a link tree. It's linktr.ee forward slash jpetrolino iii. That's where everything's aggregated. Or just go to my website, thepenpatriot.com. You can find me That's that way. That's probably the easiest. That's the find. easiest. Thepenpatriot.com. Why, before we go to our first break, why why do you come out here? Why is it important? Because that's a big, long haul, and you've been out here two years now, and I love having you. We it's put not you, for the weather. We put, <laughs> we put you in the in a corner and uh, and uh, made sure that everybody could uh, could meet you and everything. But what uh, what's important about coming out here for Gun Prom, other than uh, get, you get to see it, my smiling no, face? Nobody puts Johnny in the corner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... I think it's important, like the work that you're doing out here in California, I consider us very kindred spirits. The left coast and the the right coast, we both have very specific challenges. And the things that we deal with in our states don't stay in our states. Um, And they use California, New Jersey, New Mm. York, Hawaii, uh, Massachusetts to an extent as the proving ground as the proving ground for the awful policies that they want to use to steamroll across America. And uh, I see the work that you've been doing here, and, uh, you know, I like to come out and support. That's awesome. We appreciate it. John's here the whole two hours. We're going to talk to him about a bunch of stuff. Absolutely. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Very nice. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California's firearm lawyer, John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun uh, transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Or just a firearms attorney is John Dillon. John specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. John Dillon was a champagne sponsor at Gun Prom last night. And I he think- knows he shaved? No. First time. Well, it is a special occasion. I, was, I personally walked up, and I could not believe it. His I face? Congr- yeah, I congratulated him. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I don't know. And he says, yes, that's right. I did before I showed <laughs> That's awesome. I love John to death. He's such a good dude. I think I think he won a gun. I think he might have won a gun last night, too. He did. Yeah. Did he? He won a gun. Yeah. That's such awesome. All right. Speaking of guns, our call-in guest was also at Gun Prom, came out from the beautiful state of Arizona, back in free America. Um, John Korea from Active Self-Protection, good friend, what a great guy. And, and what a huge uh, benefit to the Second Amendment community and, of course, all the attendees at Gun Prom. They got to meet him. John, how are you? I'm really great. We really enjoyed our time. I'm back in free America now, but uh, really enjoyed our time. I'm really well. How are you, Mike? 
Fantastic, man. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you for bringing your lovely wife, Laura. She was she's always such a pleasure, and uh, I appreciate you being a part of Gun Prom and coming out and meet folks. I've already get, I'm already getting people that uh, that are telling me that they uh, you know they're bragging that they got to meet the infamous John Korea. <laughs> Those poor souls. We'll pray for them. <laughs> so what's going? On? Although half of them couldn't recognize you. He's got the different hair. <laughs> Changed up the hair. Yeah. 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 I'm a little incognito because of the hair and the beard. Kind of a kind of for those who haven't seen him recently, he's kind of doing a kind of a a Bob Ross or maybe like a disco stew situations going on. <laughs> but yeah, we just narrate happy little defensive encounters. <laughs> but you're doing it for a good cause, man. You're doing it for good. Do you mind talking about that? Yeah, yeah. We're we so I just started growing the hair for fun because I've never grown it out before. And I don't have a real job anymore, and so nobody can make me be an adult. And so uh, we started growing it, and then, of course, it makes the Internet frustrated. So we started a fundraiser over it, and we invited people to donate. And they can donate either to the Cut It Fund or the Keep It Fund. And um, every dollar that they donate will go to SWAT Ministries. And SWAT Ministries uh, is run by a couple of friends of mine, John and Chrissy Espy. And their focus is... They rescue underage girls from sex slavery all over the world. They focus particularly in Thailand, but they're all over the world. They train people from all over the world. They also adopt kids. I think, I think John and Chrissy have done, adopted seven children or something, like 26 kids or something weird. They have, you know, children everywhere. And uh, so right now they're trying to open a school for those kids. And so we're trying to help them with raising some money for that. So every dollar you donate gives you a vote in whether I cut my hair or keep my hair. And we will finish the voting uh, on day two of our national conference, which is not this coming weekend, but the following, the, the 30th of September. At the end of this month, we'll finalize. I'm voting right now, John. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> and what's your vote? I want to hear. Oh, cut it. <laughs> oh, cut it. It's very clear. You just don't like it. Uh, what do you got against curly hair? Well, I... Uh -huh. It, it, it was curly too. Oh yeah. He, by the way, that's not asked him. That's all just coming in natural. He's just a naturally uh, curly guy. I don't know. I had no idea I had curly hair. I've never grown my hair since I have been an adult, and since I got out of the service, I got out of the service at the end of '02, and never grew my hair after that, and grew it in, and lo and behold, it's naturally incredibly curly. Well, you you looked great. More importantly, you are great, and what you're doing is great. But you looked a little different, John. Tell him what, what happened. Yes. Yeah, so it was. I I'm gonna vote keep it because if you and I are in some place at the same time, it works to my benefit. Oh, that's right. So I had a. Why does it I, work to your benefit? I had this lady come up to me and she's like, "Oh my God, I want to get my selfie with you." And my husband loves your work and we're chatting and whatever. She goes and then she's like, "Yeah, he loves your videos." I'm like, "Ah, you got the wrong John. Wrong John. <laughs> wrong John. That the John you want is over there." And that happened to me twice. Um. So, and she's like, really? That guy with the beard? I'm like, yeah, that's him. Go, That's the guy you want to talk to. So we're going to get him a t-shirt that says, I'm the wrong John. I'm the wrong John. That's it. I'm not the right John. So much meaning behind that. The famous author versus the YouTube guy. <laughs> we can square off. So talk about, so what's going on in the Second Amendment world? What What's important to you right now? How has the last year looked? How's the next year look? What, what do you like that's happening? What do you dislike? Give us some... You, you you definitely look like a prophet now. So give us uh, give us some uh, some sage predictions or advice. Well, I mean, obviously, I think the right to keep and bear arms is is pretty well winning everywhere we go in terms of court 
Uh, I love that. I think that's great. I love places like California is finally recognizing the right to keep and bear arms. So we're seeing Californians, you know, uh, applying for their CCW permits as well as New Jerseyans and New Yorkers and Hawaiians. One of our staff, Soleil, was one of the very first Hawaiians to receive um, a CCW in the state of Hawaii. Nice. Uh, Congratulations. In the lawsuits to make that happen. Yeah, that's great. And, and that's because she's awesome, not because AFT is awesome. She's just a bulldog and um, good for her on that. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to more of that. I, I'm ready for uh, somebody like an Arizonan or something to come forward and say, hey, wait a minute, I, I want to go to the People's Republic of California, but I've I'd like my right to keep and bear arms respected, uh, and and my permit is good in the state of Arizona. My driver's license is good when I cross the border into California. My marriage license is still valid when I cross the border. Why isn't my carry permit still valid? We were so close to that just a few years ago. Um, You know, reciprocity across the... It, it has to happen. It doesn't make any sense. Um, And the only reason... Well, I'm not a... I'm not an attorney, but to me, I look at it and I go, you know, all they had to say for marriage licenses and driver's licenses was, well, the full faith and credit clause of the U.S. Constitution says if you've got it in one state, it's good in the others when you're not a resident and a visitor. So that's pretty simple to me. I, I, I agree. I, you know, I, I'm not an attorney either, but I agree. It just seems like it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's so many other things that it just doesn't make any sense. You know, our roster just doesn't make any sense. You know, it doesn't – the fact that – uh you know, stuff like like pot is is legal in some states, um, but it's illegal to own a gun because it's federally illegal. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, whether or not you're for or against or up or down or left or right or whatever, you know, we, we trust the government to to do things that make sense. And when it doesn't, they got to undo it. They just have to. So, I, I and I definitely think for the first time in a line, you've been doing this a long time. And I, it feels like for the first time in a long time, there is a bright light at the end of the tunnel that is not a train. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, that depends on where you are. And the right to keep and bear arms is one that we have to maintain steadfastly. And we have to, uh, you know, I think we've advanced so much. Uh, Arizona was the first state, modern state, to go constitutional carry in 2010. And now over half the nation is. And, and so we've made such great strides in the last 13 years. I'm looking forward to the next 13. And again, you know, one of the things that I want us to do is we re-message and we really think about things. This isn't about, you know, we like violence. Far from it. We, you know, I, I don't want violence. I want safety. I want, I want peace. Uh, we don't want, you know, blood flowing on the streets. No, we just want people to, to not force other people to do things they don't want to do. And... Uh, you know, treat each other with respect and dignity. So hopefully that, as we as we continue to work on that as a civil right, that that we move past that, kind of like we started to move past it with, you know, you mentioned marijuana, you mentioned cannabis, and that, that discussion, okay, we finally changed hearts and minds. You know, I'd like to congratulate drugs for winning the war on drugs. Uh, and, and hopefully we move past that in a better sense with firearms rights and the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah, and now, you weren't the only Arizonian in the room uh, you, you and your wife weren't the only ones there. We also had a guest, uh, Raul, who uh, you know yeah. we played a brief uh, video and then had him say a few words. Uh, had, first off, had you met him before? Or had you heard of that case before? You know, I hadn't met him. 
met him before, so I made sure after he spoke, I was like, man, number one, I want to meet this guy. He, uh, I, he's a recently minted uh, firearms instructor through uh, one of the national organizations. I know his training coordinator, his training counselor. So, you know, got a chance to connect with him through that and then uh, invited him to come on and tell his story with some length on our podcast. Oh, cool. And, and hopefully we get to do that and I get to know him better. And I, I told him, I was like, man, when you get home, let's, let's head, grab lunch and get to know each other better. Dude lives like 20 miles from me. Oh, cool. So, so I, what, what were your thoughts on his story? I, I'll tell you, but going, what I mean by is the reason I had him come and talk, the reason I really liked his story is, you know, he was it wasn't like – you know, yeah, I uh, I defended myself with a gun, and I hadn't really done that since I got back from Afghanistan. You know, or gee, I'm a former special ops right. guy, and I, you know, or whatever. I'm a I'm a I'm a super trained, you know, thirty year, you know, ninja gun guy. You know what I mean? This was just a guy. Like this was just, just a, a regular guy. Just a regular guy. And and by God yeah. and thanks to God, he was able to defend himself. You know, and that's what I really liked about his story. So, what, what were your impressions of of, of his story and, and what he said last night? Yeah, I mean, I, that was my first impression as well. Obviously, I said he hadn't had any real formal training, and thank God that he was carrying his firearm that day. I also think he he was badly injured. I mean, and, and through no fault of his own, that's not that he was doing a bad job or whatever. You know, this is why we teach first aid. This is why we encourage people to get that kind of training as well. So, thank God that that. He was able to win the fight, even badly injured. What incredible emotional fitness. And then it seems to me that, you know, obviously the physical recovery has been hard, but emotionally he seems to have recovered well, and he's just a really resilient guy. And I was like, man, that, that's what, what an incredible story. And he has so much to teach us in all those realms. Yeah, that was neat. That was really cool. I was really glad he came out. That's that's. I'm even happier that you guys have connected. I think, uh, I think that would be uh... – I think that would be super beneficial. Anybody, I think anybody in the gun world that can get anywhere near you is super beneficial. I think you, what you do is so wonderful and so great. What are so? How, what, speaking of you, speaking of active self, what? what how, how do we? Uh, what do you recommend? Promote yourself for a little bit. What would you like to see people do if they've never heard of you before and they want to get better at guns or whatever? What, what should they do? Well, I mean, the first and easy steps is to find us on YouTube. We have two channels on YouTube, Active Self Protection and Active Self Protection Extra. Uh, we encourage folks to come and, and subscribe to both of those, so then that way they can get better training, uh, better mental reps, as well as firearms training and, uh, you know, training in self-defense and legal and moral self-defense. I think, obviously, live training is great. If you're a firearms instructor and you want to get better as an instructor, we run an instructor certification program. Um, we're full up for the year. We are, uh, we, we're probably going to open up 2024 cohorts pretty quick. And, um, you know, you can find us there. We have a family of apps as well. If you don't want to connect to us through YouTube, uh, just go on your either Google Play Store or Apple and, and look up uh, Active Self Protection or Ask Unlimited and it'll show up right there. You can download that. That's a subscription-based service, has behind the scenes and all kinds of other stuff. And we'd love to help everyone every way, awesome. any way we can. Thank you, John. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Hunters Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Hunters Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Oh. 
Oh, nice. Hey, if you listen to Gun Owners Radio, you know how I feel about our current government and financial system. So it's no secret I'm a big believer in diversifying your money with precious metal like gold and silver. But when it comes to buying precious metal, you need the right company in your corner. That's why we're partnered with the top-rated precious metal company, GoldCo. Because reputation does matter. GoldCo is a six-times incorporated 5,000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, and they help people like you and, and I place over $2 billion in gold and silver. And right now they're offering gun owner radio support supporters up to $10,000 in bonus silver when quali- opening a qualified IRA account. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't pass it up. Give, grab your phone today and give Gold Co. a call. Take action today so you don't regret it tomorrow. That's Gold Co. 855-612-6354. 855-612-6354. And tell them you heard it right here on Gun Owners Radio. Our next guest was also a very important person at Gun Prom last night. Flew all the way out from Philadelphia to be at Gun Prom and to celebrate with us and to meet and greet folks and uh, and have a good time. Great guy. Been a Second Amendment advocate, been in the arena fighting the fight for years. Adam Kraut from Second Amendment Foundation, or as I call it, SAF. That's what I call it because I'm cool. Right? <laughs> Adam, how you doing, man? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. You've convinced me. I now call it SAF. <laughs> Excellent. We're, the branding is working. <laughs> How you doing, man? Did you have a good time last night? Yeah, absolutely. Like I told you when I saw you at the uh, event before it really kind of got started, you guys put it on an impressive event for uh, the short period of time you guys have been around. So uh, I had a great time. Well, good. Thank you very much. I know uh, I got a lot of feedback from folks who said they very much enjoyed meeting you so thank you thank you so much for making yourself available you you run a you run a big organization you guys are very busy you do a lot of things so for you to take time and come to uh come to our our little backwood uh state here in california (laughs) i really appreciate it thank you (laughs) well you're welcome and it's by no means a little backwood thing you know at the at the end of the day the local level uh as you've seen with your your project and your group uh, that's where a lot of this, you know, work gets done. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've got plenty on my plate, but if we didn't take the time to work with groups your size and, you know, acknowledge the work you're doing, uh, there's, there's plenty of things that would uh, not get accomplished. So thank you guys, actually. You bet. So what are, so what are you excited about? What, what is either, you know, in the gun world or second amendment world or with SAF or what, what are you excited about? Well, I think, uh, I mean, there's any number of things that I'm excited about, you know, with the organization, uh, having been here since the beginning of November last year, uh, we've undergone a rebranding, uh, more of a brand update, not so much a rebranding. Um, we've been looking at some of the programs internally. Uh, we started a new program, the Capture the Flag Project, uh, which is a legal program designed to challenge red flag laws. Uh, based on the evidentiary standard or lower evidentiary standard that's employed in several states. Talk about that. Um, what does that mean? Because, man, red flag laws, I mean, we're like, it's like ground zero here. I mean, our, our city attorney in San Diego is uh, has embraced these things. She's run with them. Like a third of the red flags that have been, so it might have been two-thirds, 
I think it's two-thirds of the red flag laws that have been issued in California have been issued here in San Diego. It's crazy. She's she's She wrote a national op-ed in, in the Huffington Post about how great they are. Uh, so it's been a big deal. It was a big deal in last year's uh, sheriff's race. So what does that talk to us about red flags? What 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 what's the idea there? Why are they bad? What what's how are they gonna how are we gonna kill this thing? Sure. So the red flag laws. I mean, the first one you had was in 1999 in Connecticut, and really they became popular in the last I'd say five years is when you started to see them spring up. I think there's currently 21 states in the District of Columbia that have them um, in their in their books at this point. Um, and, you know, these are laws where people, uh, police officers, family members, sometimes people that are uh, not at all related, um, you know, ad- administrators or, um, you know, eight, eight degrees removed from any kind of personal relationship with the individual can petition the court uh, for a risk protection order or extreme risk violence protection order, whatever they want to call it. Um, and if the, the court signs it, it's without you, the person being accused of potentially being a, a threat. Um, the court issues an order which allows the police to uh, confiscate your firearms. You get a hearing scheduled usually within uh, two weeks or 21 days, depending on the state. Um, and in that interim period of time, you're deprived of your right to bear arms uh, and, and sometimes even acquire new arms. And I think almost all those instances um, <clears throat> and based on a petition that's, uh, you know, <laughs> signed against you by uh, by somebody. In six of those states, the evidentiary standard is less than probable cause. And if you look at what the Constitution requires for search warrants, it's probable cause. Um, So these evidentiary standards, like in Maryland, for instance, it's reasonable grounds. And that's essentially like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense. So let's go ahead and do that. and when we're talking about constitutional rights, of course, you know, that that's just not a permissible evidentiary standard to apply prior to depriving somebody. Um, the best way to kind of describe red flag laws for people that are unfamiliar with them for whatever it's worth is if you think of kind of minority report and the, the precogs, right. how they predict crime. Yeah. That's in essence what this is. It's you're being deprived of your rights uh, prior to actually violating any kind of law on this notion that you may potentially be a threat to yourself or others. That It's, it's absolutely fascinating to me that these things have taken hold. I, I, I think that the, the marketing of red flag laws is, is really responsible for that. You know, that the way their fans explain it, I think makes them appear reasonable. And uh, I, I think people, I think people kind of go, all right, yeah, we want to, you know, and I think they do a, the, the strength of red flag laws comes from its marketing, I think is really what I'm trying to say there. Um, but the, the reality of it and in practice, they're bad. I, I hear about it all the time. You know, if people got as many phone calls about uh, the abuse of red flag laws that I do, I, I can't imagine anybody before them. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, John Korea, we were just talking to John Korea. Um, you know, you flew in from Pennsylvania. John came over from Arizona. Raul came over from Arizona. Uh, the big guy here, uh, John Petrolino, came over from New Jersey. None of you guys could carry, you know. Uh, and John definitely brought that up when I just talked to him. Uh, basically, uh, my question is, what are your thoughts on on reciprocity, and what do you think that's going to take for, for CCW reciprocity? Mm, that's a that's a tough question. You know that one <laughs> that one's always heavily debated. You have people that um, you know I guess 
let's, let's, let me stop and walk this back for a moment. During the Trump administration, uh, there was a bill in Congress that would have uh, set a national standard for that. That obviously did not pass. Um, and you get into a, a fairly interesting argument as to, you know, states' rights on that issue. You know, should states be forced to recognize everybody else's permit uh, verbatim? Should they be able to pick and choose? So if, for instance, California has training requirements, should they require states that they have reciprocity with to have, uh, you know, similar training standards? Um, you know, you look at what Bruin said, and there is a right to bear arms outside the home. Does that foreclose uh, states that were not issuing non-residence permits uh, from continuing to not issue those permits? Um, you know, I'm sitting here today. I don't have the answer to that. I think that might make for some very interesting challenges as some of this stuff starts to get litigated. Um, and as far as what the legislatures do, of course, they could very easily do the right thing and they could do it to that. Um, you know, those states that uh, issue permits and have uh, standards that are similar to their own state, if that's what they want to impose, I guess in theory they could they could do that. Um, but it would be nice to have reciprocity. It would be nice to be able to fly out here with a, a gun to carry. Uh, the problem I would have living in Pennsylvania is that I would not have anything that would be uh, compliant with the roster, I don't think. Well, you could uh, you could bring it out. You could you could if even if you don't have something compliant with the, with the roster, you could bring it to California. You just couldn't. Dealers just can't sell it. That roster just just affects what dealers can or can't sell. So you could bring it if it, with the roster, but uh, that they, shows my ignorance on California law. <laughs> well, listen, you got to. It's so ridiculous. There's so many. It's it's funny when I go to other states. I remember I went on a trip to Alaska, and this this I went into this like little trinket store. And this dude had an AR on the wall behind the cash register, um, like like it's normal, you know. And in Alaska, yeah. it was, and uh, so I start talking to him about it because it was a trinket store, and that's boring. And uh, he, uh, he, he, you know, I start telling him, "Yeah, I'm from California. This is what you'd have to do to own an AR in California." And he, he you know, about ten seconds into it, he's looking at me like I am completely insane. He's, you know, he's glass-eyed and like, what? You have to do what? <laughs> So I mean, this stuff doesn't make any sense, um, and I don't think that's I don't think that's an accident. <laughs> I don't think that the complexity of of the ridiculous laws that they make out here uh, I don't, that's not an accident. They don't care if you understand it or don't understand it. So, uh, but back to reciprocity. Do you? I never. It seems to me it has to be a legislative fix. Um, but John kind of brought up the idea of a legal fix. Do you? Do you think? What do you think? Is this something that the legislature, the you know Congress, they're going to have to fix, or or is there a lawsuit there, or or like you were saying, we're we, yeah, we're still kind of debating that. I I think it could go one of either way. Honestly, I think there's there's probably three potential avenues. You could have the you know the feds, uh, Congress actually pass something, um, whether that would be subject to challenge or not. You know, off the top of my head, I don't know. Maybe. You could have the states um, on their own say, yes, okay, we are going to extend reciprocity to everybody who has received a carry permit in their state. Um, you could potentially have them also maybe have a little bit of a higher bar, like I was saying earlier. You know, your state needs to have training requirements similar to our state. As I was telling some people last night, you know, in Pennsylvania, for instance, I, there's no training requirement. I, it's it's 20 bucks, and I, as long as I pass the uh, the PICS check, which, you know, we're still point of contact state, um, I, I get my carry permit for five years. The legal avenue, there, there potentially is one there, too. Um, if you were to, um, let, let's say, a resident of a state wanted to carry a firearm in an, another state, and that state said, well, you need a permit issued 
by us, but we don't issue non-resident permits. That would potentially be uh, subject to challenge, given that there is a right to bear arms out. You know, the Supreme Court has confirmed there is a right to bear arms outside the home, which was very evident in the plain language of the Second Amendment. So I, I think it could go, you know, one of it, three of those ways. And I think it's just a matter of which was the, the first avenue that uh, gets selected there. Adam, thank you so much. Tell, how can people support SAF? What, what do you, how, how can people get get to know SAF more and support SAF? Yeah, head on over to our website, saf.org is probably the best way. Thank you, man. It was great seeing you last night. Thank you so much for coming out. All right, folks. Hey, Gun Owners Radio. Be back in a moment right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. You can check out the deals just for the Gun Owner Radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with an instructor, and yep, you get to fly. Normally a $400 hit, they'll do it for you for $350 if you tell them you've been listening to Gun Owners Radio. Give them a call at 858-569-1822. That's 858-569-1822. Or just go to SDFTI. You know, one of the easiest ways to support what we're doing here is, you know, we just talked about Gold Co. And we just talked about San Diego Flight Training International School. Uh, one of the best things to do is uh, give them your business. Um, give them a call, send them an email, uh, at least you know learn more about them and see if that's something for you. Even if you don't end up taking a class, um, it'd be nice to, if you just inquired and said, hey, heard you on Gun Owners Radio, I wanted to know a little bit more about it, but hopefully you decide to you know, buy some something from, from uh, Gold Co. Or, or actually take a class from San Diego Flight Training that would help us out tremendously. Or offer, offer it to a friend. Or offer to a get a gift certificate. Maybe you're not interested in flying right now. Get a gift certificate. Give it to them as a birthday gift. No, it works. So, John, what do you think of those interviews? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, getting a chance to hang out with both those cats this last weekend was yeah. really fantastic. And, uh, you know, Adam, it's very exciting. Um they have gun rights policy conference coming up next week. So he was talking about that over the weekend. And uh, that's that's super exciting. I'm bummed I can't be there. So many of our friends, people that we know. Talk about it more. So what? tell people what is gun rights policy conference. It's, it's the place where you go not for gear, right? So if you look at like the NRA annual meeting or yep. SHOT Show, those are places where you could go for gear and gadgets and trinkets and, and fun stuff toys, like that. Right. Yeah, toys. Um, this is more the litigation, legislation, what's going on socially. Um, tons of attorneys are coming out to speak. Uh, Mark Smith from Four Boxes Diner, that's one of the popular uh, channels that's out there. He's going to be speaking. Um, I know a bunch of other attorneys that are coming out. I think John Dillon is supposed to be speaking as well. Um, and you also have a, a bunch of the Second Amendment media types as well. Um, Charlie Cook is going to be there. Amanda oh, Suffolk. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Cook's not even listening right now, so forget that. Well, then never mind. We're not going to talk about it. Forget him. Charlie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good dude. He's like, we're, it's like he's the fourth 
fourth guy missing in the crew. He was like the fourth horse of the apocalypse here that was missing over a gun problem. Missy Charlie. Anyway, go ahead. Um, so, and this is a, a good place to get together and gain a perspective what's going on nationally, uh, what the victories have been, um, what they mean, and then what that means going forward. Um, so it's an event that I definitely wish I could go to. I can't make it. I know Adam uh, is tirelessly preparing for it. And also before, uh, the day before GRPC, that's on Friday, so this coming up Friday, is the AMCON. It's the Alternative Multimedia you know, Conference, and it's another good place for uh, people that are in 2A media or getting into it, whether it's writing or it's video, whatever your medium is. Uh, this is a conference for you as well. You can look that all up. So anybody can go, or how does this work? I, I think anybody can go, but you have to register in advance. I'm not sure 100% if you have to be an SAF member, but SAF membership I think is like $15 a say, year. Join. Yeah, join. join. I mean, look, that's like $150 a year will get you a life membership. So mm. you could join both SAF and Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms for like $300 total for life membership. So yeah. there's no reason to not to. At minimum, sign up for their newsletters. They have an event investigative journalism project over there that Lee Williams, he's a friend of the show, right? Lee's been out uh, on your show a couple times, and he does fantastic work for SAF as well. I can't speak more highly uh, about the group, so. And and so it's a you you meet and greet folks that, uh, you know, are involved in in doing the work, uh, but then uh, there's like a series of lectures, that sort of thing, and and uh, it's like a, it's it's a whole weekend of uh, of cool Second Amendment stuff. It, it is, and it's also a lot. It turns into like a family reunion as well. So yeah. you're you're meeting up with friends that you've had for years, and uh, for some people, it's like people that you've been connecting with for years that you've never met in flesh. And it's like you have these business relationships, and finally get to, you know, break bread or you know shake hands and kiss babies. It's it's nice to have that personal touch. So I know over over the. Um, the pandemic, they they went virtual at one point, and then they went back into person. I'm really glad that they went back into person because I feel that that networking opportunity uh, is invaluable. That's awesome. Well, I uh, I, I haven't been either, and you 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 have me convinced that I should go. So I think I'm going to go. Rich went though. Where is it this year? It's in Arizona. So oh, it's in know, Arizona. Yep. If you didn't have something to do, I'd say go, but I know you're I got something to do. You're a world traveler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it, Arizona's just a hop skip and a, you know. Sure. How many pandemic. days is it? It's uh Friday night, I believe is their welcome like uh reception and then uh Saturday and then Sunday afternoon. So Saturday there's like a a lunch that's provided. You get your lunch and then that evening I believe there's like a cocktail hour-ish thing, like mm-hmm. kind of like dinner. Um, and then the next day, uh, everything is usually wrapped up by, I think maybe noon or one. I mm-hmm. haven't really looked as closely at the, the mm-hmm. schedule cause I've kind of got the FOMO. I'm not going to be there and, you know, so I haven't been paying as close attention to the schedule, but everything is on. If you go to the second amendment foundations website, saf.org, I believe it is. They've got all that information there. Did you have any interesting conversations last night? I did. They they were all interesting. So it yeah. was, it what was, stuck out? Anything stick out? Uh, what stuck out? Well, first of all, it was great to finally meet John Dillon in, in uh, person. He uh, took me in as a refugee. 
I was a man without a country, and he took me into his table. He's a good dude. He's a very good dude. So uh, just getting a chance to catch up with him and, and hear about what he's into was great. And uh, a bunch of the other folks at uh, San Diego County Gun Owners. It was just overall it was a really good experience, and I, I, I'm glad I came out for it. I'm glad you did too. Yeah. And you you, uh, you uh, sold some of your books. Talk to people. Talk a little bit about your book. Sure. I've got a book. It's called Decoding Firearms, an easy-to-read guide on general gun safety and use. It's a 101-level book uh, to get people up and going and started on using a firearm or gun safety and uh, it's a good primer. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it's a substitute for training because there's no such thing as a substitute for training. But people that might be apprehensive about going to a classroom or getting not really sure where to go, I think this is a good way to get them started and uh, kind of break the ice. Or it could act as a good text for instructors that are out there as well. So that's out on Amazon. If you're uh, interested in getting it, you can get it there. You can get it as a Kindle with uh color illustrations and it's also sold if you don't want to buy off of amazon i believe if you go to the uh gun for hire woodland park range website they sell it off of their website um so they were kind enough to take in some of my books and sell them there nice what's Um, what give me a success story about your book what's uh what's a a awesome conversation or some feedback or like what's the success so rob campbell so i don't know if you know rob is amanda suffolk's brother right so the co-host of eye on the target radio and uh, he read the book, and he's very critical about books. And if somebody writes a book and he reads it, and they they gave it to him, and he thinks it's a you know a garbage book, he's like, you know, you you took time from me, you know, you <laughs> stole a piece of my life. I'm paraphrasing. He says it much better. And uh, he said, you know, your book is great because you know you don't have to do anything. You just read the book, and you're good to go. Set it and forget it. Uh, so I thought that was a really great compliment, especially coming from Rob, because he's a, an instructor. He's been an instructor forever. Um, he's got a an NRA number, I believe, that's like the former number convention. So like, I don't know what digits his membership's in, but he's been in this game for a long time. And wow. uh, getting compliments from him was absolutely huge. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, well, that's cool, man. That's very, very cool. I'm glad uh, that you're uh, – I, I really think – I love your work. I love your articles. I love the fact that you you dig in deep to issues that get glossed over or ignored too much. And, you know, I guess uh, if you turn on the news, you know, you hear – you know, 15, 16 sentences about whatever the heck's going on. Then you change the channel, and that news, you know, covers the exact same thing. It's, you know, 15, 16 slightly different sentences, you know. Um, you go out and actually find news. Go, hey, you know what? This is something people need to know about, and it's not being reported anywhere else. And I think that that's uh, a credit to you and your writing. But I also, that's I think that's one of the best things about um, this whole you know, internet basically. The, you know, the, the the communication revolution is you get people, you get talented people. You know, forty years ago, what you couldn't have done this. You couldn't have done anything like this. Probably not. I was very young. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, short of like, <laughs> short of like, just you know, writing a, a, a you know a, a a newsletter and kind of passing it out at a grocery store parking lot. 
you know, now you you know you you get to tell. Hey, here's an important thing you need to know, and it might apply to your neighborhood. You know. Well, yeah, and I'm very fortunate, Michael, because I get to come on as a freelance writer with all of these publications. So, my hats off to and many thanks to like Cam Edwards at Bearing Arms and Freddie Real at Ammo Land, the guys at News2A.com. Tremendous people, Dan Zimmerman at The Truth About Guns. So I have an opportunity to work with all of these great personalities that really they're saying we like you enough to put your words on our page. So, uh, But parallel to that, as you're saying, like if I didn't have an outlet, I could make my own outlet. And uh, that would be my advice to anybody listening in. Like if you have something to say, go and say it. You know, you could set up a blog or whatever you want to do. I had somebody approach me on on uh, Friday. They called, gave me a phone call. Hey, I got an idea. And I said, I don't have the time for your idea. But you got this. You can do it. Go sign up for it. So that's my advice. That's awesome. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, second hour. Uh, this is FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. The fight for the Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County and Inland Empire. Orange County gun owners and Inland Empire gun owners lead the fight on the city and county levels to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising, getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join. Or if you're in Orange County, that's ocgunowners.com slash join. And join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com or ocgunowners.com. Winners, prizes, and events. Subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner... Kelly McCoy. Congratulations, Kelly. Congratulations. Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or hat. Gun Owners Symposium 2 Electric Boogaloo is happening at the gun show on October 21st and October 22nd. That's Gun Owners Symposium 2. It's happening at at the gun show on October 21st, 22nd. 
Good news about the gun show, Dave. What's that? We're actually going to have guns at the gun show. <laughs> where and where is it going to be? Held? It's going to be out at the uh, um, Masonic Lodge in oh, same place uh, last time. Same place last time, um, out off of uh, Jackson, which is right on the edge of uh, of uh, of like it's it's right on the edge of San Diego. Um, it's still the city of San Diego. Where... It's very close to like Navajo and Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but very good news. So this is going to be the second gun. You know, we lost the gun show. Because of the state of California, because of Newsom, and uh, you know it's it's hard to rebuild. So we truly appreciate everybody who you know realizes, hey, this is a big heavy lift. It's not going to be like it was immediately, but we're getting there, and uh, we're we're proud to be a part of it. So a big part of what we are doing, and this was Rich's brainchild. Rich, such a good dude, and it was such a good idea. The gun owner symposium is we're going to bring in guest speakers. We're going to have some fun. So what is a symposium? It's a series of presentations to educate and engage the community, the Second Amendment community. And that is a bonus of attending the gun show. Well, how'd you get guns back? I'll tell you in a second. But first, uh, the gun show. So it's not in addition to the gun show. So you, all you got to do is buy a ticket to the gun show, and boom, you're a part of the symposium, which is very, very cool. Uh, you know, so there were some uh, disagreement as to what could and couldn't happen according to the city of San Diego. Um, so we worked hard with the city of San Diego, and we realized what, what can and can't happen, and we're going to work hard with the gun shops, and uh, they're going to come out and promote their their wares. So there will be a bunch of tables uh, with, with uh, firearms on display, um, and uh, there will be resources for everybody. If you want to buy a gun, if you want to buy a particular, particular kind of gun, um, it's going to be available this time. We, we were very limited last time. We have very few firearms. Unfortunately, there were a lot more accessories. Um, but you know, I got to just be honest. One of the things that was kind of bothering me is people would show up. I mean, this gun show was like what? I don't know. Was it fifteen dollars? I think it was ten or fifteen bucks. Well, it was fifteen, but they give a coupon that was, was a, a couple free bucks coupon. left. Yeah. All right, so, so it's like twelve. <laughs> you know, people would show up and it didn't wow them. And I'm going, guys, <laughs> you know, help us out here. You know, we're trying to rebuild this thing. I don't, it's just easy to come and criticize, you know, when you've done absolutely nothing to help, you know. Um, I mean, so what I'm asking is uh, let's everybody put on our positive attitude hats and let's everybody go, hey, you know what? I see the bigger picture. I see the long game here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to show up and get what I can out of it. Maybe you see some folks that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, maybe you get to meet some folks that you've never met before. Maybe you get to sit on, you know, one of the symposium guest speakers is particularly interesting. I don't know. But the point is we're trying to grow this thing. We're trying to make it bigger. So, uh, you know, show up, you know, spend spend a couple of hours, uh, you know, do what you can to support the thing. We're trying to get this thing to grow. You know, you can't just wave a magic wand and boom, it's the best gun show that's ever been. You know what they need to do? What? It's going to bring the people in. You ready? Go. Taco truck. Oh. Taco truck. They needed food. You're speaking my language. Are you a rolled taco person or just a taco taco person? It depends on where it's at. Really? So yeah. it's not, so it doesn't, there's not. I'll do both. Neither one is inherently better. I don't better. discriminate. No. <laughs> don't as dis- long as there's no When it comes to tacos, heat. you don't discriminate. No. Gosh, that's such an open-minded policy. Please. <laughs> Tell you what. People should learn from you, you know? That's it. I, I, I've come to love, I don't, I've come to love rolled tacos because you can dip them in salsa better. Hmm. Yeah, and for me, tacos are just a salsa delivery unit. So, I'm all about the guacamole. 
Got nothing against guac. Well, although, so that's the other rolled tacos covered guacamole. with guacamole. Yep. Mm-hmm. I should have taken you, John. I, I, you know what? Oh, oh, you're letting them down. I know. I, I <laughs> Do you have any good Mexican food at all? <laughs> no. I, it was. Mike. We had a good time, Michael. We had a great time. We I went think to you Tom. Did a little bit of veiling. You know, you were like pretending that you didn't. Like, wait, what happened? We went to Tom. Yeah. Right. What? What was I pretending? You what? You were like, oh, I didn't know it was brunch, and I was like, Michael, you don't have to. You don't have <laughs> oh, to pretend that comes. you didn't. You didn't have to pretend you didn't know it was brunch. He, he, we, like we walked in, they're like, "Mr. Schwartz, your brunch table is right here." Uh, that didn't that is, happen. That but a filthy lie. That's a, <laughs> that totally didn't happen. But he was the, the shock and awe. He's like, "Why? There's nothing wrong with a couple of men having brunch together." I'm like there isn't. I'm like like, and I looked at Welcome the waitress. To I, I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna crush. I'm gonna destroy it." And she was like, taken aback. She call, yeah, she had to call the cops. She had to, we had to get John removed forcibly. They used the word "sir" and like, yeah. Tom Ham's restaurant is one of my favorite places on uh, Shelter Island. It is fantastic. The view, the food, the service is fantastic. The owners are wonderful. I like it. So he, he, you know, we were talking. We were like, "Hey, we got some time between when you had to check out your hotel." We, like, sorry, I'll take you to Tom Ham's. It's beautiful. It's perfect. And uh, I forgot it was Sunday, <laughs> and I didn't realize they had a brunch. So John and I had brunch together. Yeah, it was fantastic. With Matthias. With Matthias. Matthias, the German, as yeah. I call him. And uh, <laughs> it was great. It was a good time. It's very and sweet. It was It was. It was, it was a three-plate day for me. I'm going to be honest with <laughs> what, you. What stuck out the most? Uh, what, as far as the food? The oh, company, yeah. it was awesome, man. I mean, 100%. <laughs> um, now, the food was great. I thought it was phenomenal. They have a... You know, omelet station, the little pasta station, and then like uh, I don't know what you call the seafood bar is like a pile of like legs. That braised pork hash. Yeah, I took a hard left turn because of the potato, man. I'm trying to oh, yeah. watch my girlish figure. Three plates and you're trying to <laughs> It was all protein, bro. It was all protein. <laughs> Getting swole. It was three I plates like of protein and fat. I'm good. I'm in. <laughs> well, it was good. Tom Hams was excellent. I should have t- next time. We are going to go have some of the best Mexican you've ever had. I assert that San Diego has the best Mexican food in the world, mm-hmm. including Mexico. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Challenge accepted. And it's totally unique. It's not what – I don't think it, – it's very – it's unique to Mexico. It's kind of San Diego-specific Mexican food. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Like, well, first off, someone told me that there are no – burritos aren't a Mexican thing. Burritos were an American invention – uh, around Mexican food. Look, we're talking about food again. We always do this. <laughs> Dave, See, you're so supposed I to be. didn't say a word. I just let you roll. You're supposed I, to be regular. I heard John mention the pasta station, so I thought we were going to make, you know, go to Spaghetti Island. I, I skipped the pasta station. Anyway, okay, so coming up, we're going to talk about a very interesting, you want to give a 10-second preview? Sure. Uh, New Jersey has gained the right to carry, um, but we're dealing with problems. There are lawsuits, there are stays, there are injunctions, and there are interactions with police. We're so, going to talk about that. We're probably going to touch on the Hunter Biden gun charges, and we're going to talk about uh, the uh, uh, SB2 mm. and what's happening there. And we'll touch touch on a couple other things, and uh, we'll try to stay away from food. <laughs> right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Answer. I'm sorry. <laughs>
right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? That's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invested, invented. For women led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. Sign up. Go to notmesd.org. John Petrolino, the yes, Penn sir. Patriot. So we, we, you gave us a preview about the article that you, that you wrote. We want to talk more about it. So what's going on in the, in the great state of New Jersey? So I did – it's actually a – it's a four-part series. I did four articles on this, and there was a TikTok personality. His name's Evo Joe, and he did a, you know, a video about an interaction that he had with a police officer. And so just to give some backstory here, in New Jersey, we are now getting permits to carry. We can carry. Uh, New Jersey did roll out a so-called carry killer or Bruin response law, and many portions of that law – are being challenged, have been challenged. There have been two TROs, a preliminary injunction, and a partial stay of the injunction. So things are... What's the gist of the of the carry killer law? The carry killer law is like I said years ago to you back when I was in Connecticut over a year yeah. ago. You can't carry within 1,000 feet of a light bulb or 1,000 feet of a mailbox, right? So they don't want you carrying on any property, basically any privately owned property, unless you have affirmative, um, you know, uh, permission to do so. So, like, if you want to go to the supermarket, they need to post that they're a gun zone versus yeah. a gun-free zone. It's so the same garbage. Very, su- very like, similar to yeah. SB2, right? Right. Yeah. So, it's – and I think if you make a parallel and you look at that and you look at what um, our friends are doing in Massachusetts, they have a similar – uh, a bill that they are dealing with, same thing with New York's law, right? So this is all from the same anti-liberty factory. Like, this is all coming out. Uh, and one of the things that they did in New Jersey was they said into the statute, they wrote, if you're a permit to carry holder, you can't carry a loaded firearm in your car. So they want you to carry your firearm unloaded and cased. Um so they want you handling within the confines of a car when you get out to carry it. Yeah. So do you okay. know what it's like if you have to go from every stop that you're going along your way mm-hmm. in your day? And not only that, you have to deal with like angry Karens in New Jersey hurling mochaccinos at you if they see you handling a firearm. Like, mm-hmm. do you know how many people are going to get, you know, just swatted over that? So that was challenged. Um, there was two cases, the Siegel case and the Coons case. They both have been combined uh, two TROs were issued, shooting down most of the provisions of the law. Then the preliminary injunction was like a 120-page decision, I think, maybe more, federal court, New Jersey. And basically it said, no, you can carry in your car, you can carry here, you can carry there, you can carry almost everywhere. Not everywhere, but there's a lot of finer details here. And you, you really do need to look this all up to see where you can and can't carry. But then the state appealed that that injunction up to the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. Third Circuit Court of Appeals, in a two-to-one opinion, partially stayed the injunction, saying, now we side with the government, which was very sad 
But one of the things that they didn't stay was the car carry. And they didn't stay this uh, private property carry that you need the permission up front to go into the supermarket. And again, you got to look this stuff up on your own and check with an attorney if you want a more astute read on it. So anyhow, the car carry matter was it's not put to bed, but it's it's stayed. You know, it's enjoined, preliminarily enjoined. So that law is not in effect. And this guy, Evo Joe, got pulled over for alleged speeding. And, um, you know, the police officer pulls him over and he talks to the, the police officer and uh, he tells the police officer that he's carrying a firearm. And that was a provision of our carry killer laws that now we have to tell the police if we have a permit to carry whether or not we have a firearm. So now get this, Michael. If you don't have a permit to carry, but you have your firearm in the trunk of your car, let's say, unloaded, you don't have to tell the police. But me, if I have a permit to carry and I'm not even carrying a firearm on my person, but mine's in the trunk of a car, I have to tell the police. It's all about the fact that I'm a permit to carry holder. So the law is total garbage. Yeah. Um, so the police officer told him, you know, he went back to his squad car, called into a sergeant. The sergeant gave bad information. He's like, we can't, they can't carry. No, they can't carry. So he goes back to, uh, to Joe's vehicle and he says, listen, um, you can't carry your gun on you, uh, while you're in the car. And Joe's like, I took a class and they said that we could. And the cop's like, no, you can't. You need to know the law. You need to educate yourself. You're not allowed to do this. And Joe's like, listen, I mean, unfortunately, I was just pulled over the other day and a couple of times since I've had my permit. And uh, I think he's at the street racing. So Joe probably has more than enough run-ins with the police doing car stuff in Jersey, right? I was going to say, how often does this guy get Right, yeah, he's anyway. a street racing guy, right? Check, you can check him out. Right, you can check him out. Evo Joe, he's daily driven dream cars or whatever on TikTok. He's a nice guy, super nice guy. Anyhow, so, the, and he's like, well, no. He's like, I, I've never had a problem with this. And the police officer's like, listen, uh, you need to know the law. You have to have that unloaded. The ammunition needs to be lock, locked away from the, the, the firearm, which that's not even the law anyhow, but that's what he's telling Joe. And then at the end of it, he says that, you know, in lieu of writing you, and in lieu of arresting you for unlawfully possessing a firearm, right, in lieu of arresting you, I'm writing you a speeding ticket for going 46 and a 30 or whatever it was, uh, or 35, and um, I'm working a traffic grant or a speeding grant or whatever. So I was like, holy cow. So this is all his video on TikTok. And uh, I went through and I... Uh, first, I wrote about the, the the video just as a, hey, this is what happened. And then I Freedom of Information Act requested, which is really, it's called an Oprah in New Jersey, all of the information. So I got to the bottom of it. And uh, first of all, when I went and approached the, the police department where this had happened, they did send comment. They're like, nope, we gave the wrong information. And we're sorry, we take ownership for that. Uh, it's never going to happen again type of deal. So the police department did take ownership very early on in the process once I stepped on the scene and started talking to him about it. But my issue is the ancillary stuff. Like the cop was reworking uh, this traffic grant. I Freedom of Information Act requested that. And in fact, his overtime or his pay was getting paid through this grant program for writing speeding tickets. Like to me, that's a program that's suspect in its own. Like – 
it's a grant for writing speeding tickets. So now is every speeding ticket yeah. born from that maybe suspect? Yeah. That's the affirmative defense that I would use. And then after all that, I did get the body cam and the um, the um, uh, dash cam videos from the police department. And they're posted on my YouTube page. You can go and check that out, thepempatriot.com. You can watch the interaction. And actually the big takeaway from this is this actually was a great interaction between these guys because – um, even though the police officer was wrong, he thought that he was right. He could have arrested Joe, you know, it would have been a bad arrest, but he didn't do what almost every other Jersey cop might do when the, when the word gun is mentioned or carry. And he said, I'm going to use this as a teachable moment. And like, it's funny cause he taught him the wrong stuff. But Joe didn't walk away in handcuffs. So to me, that's a big W. And Joe was very respectful. You know, he asserted himself a couple times. says, no, I looked into the law. I took a class. And the cop's like, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then they went their separate ways. He wrote his wrote out the ticket or whatever. And, you know, Joe will have his day in court to challenge the ticket, which I'm 99.9% I'm sure he's going to challenge the ticket. Uh, but this led to other questions. What advice and information is coming from the Attorney General of New Jersey and the New Jersey State Police to the police departments about these preliminary injunctions and these stays? This is a big deal. You get arrested for anything involving a firearm in New Jersey. You're staring at damn near a minimum mandatory of three to five years in prison. You know, and Please. yeah. And that was, you know, people become victims of the gun law. Over here in California, we were talking about that. He said, like, California, you don't have a permit to carry or a CCW is what you call yeah. it here. You don't have a CCW in California and you get caught with a firearm. It's a misdemeanor, right? As yes. long as you're not committing other things. Other, right. Other, right. So I'm just, you know, and I'm, there's not legal advice and whatever, you know, call, <laughs> call an attorney. But uh, it's a misdemeanor. You're like, so mm -hmm. if you were unable to get a permit in the past, you kind of can roll the, that dice and say, hey, that's the one freebie that you might have i'm not suggesting you do that by any stretch of the imagination but in new jersey they're throwing you in jail you're going to lose your gun rights you're going to lose your voting rights and it's going to be very putting you in a precarious situation trying to get a job um so yeah I, it, it really i mean it's amazing it's harder to be a gun owner than like any other thing out there you know any other you know um they're not throwing people in jail, you know, for, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, it's the only civil right that you, you right now that you're getting thrown in jail for. Well, they're not yeah. throwing, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's well, not. We yeah, did have like, John Crump on the, on the show, uh, what a couple of weeks ago talking about him getting silenced by a federal judge though. Yeah. So don't let's, let's not kid ourselves. There are people out there that want to silence us. Yeah. But he didn't go to jail. But it's, uh, you right. know, like you get like tax advocates and homeowners advocates and whatever, you name it. They're, you're not going to jail, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Like they're not – I mean, if you don't pay your taxes, eventually you can end up in jail. But even so, I mean, that's pretty extreme. Here, they're pretty willy-nilly just being like, look, you you, you know, we want to make this so ridiculous tough and – or so ridiculously complex and so ridiculously tough to comply – we just want to start throwing people in jail. Yeah, and I reached out to the attorney general's office, and I've traditionally and historically not been kind to the attorney general at all. So they write back to me sometimes, like when they want to. When I really have them against the wall, they'll usually write back to me. Uh, wrote to the state police, no answer from either before my last article rolled out. But I did get a response back from the state police. Actually, of all days, it was like yesterday. 
during the day. I'm like, what are you people working on a Saturday? You, you know, you don't want to work during the week. But anyhow, I get a response from somebody from the New Jersey State Police. And it was a veiled response basically saying, and that's kind of a big question to ask us. And the question was, what directives are you sending out to these municipalities about the Siegel and Coons cases concerning the TROs, the preliminary injunction, and the stay? And here's the thing. We're going back to court. In October October 25th is going to be the the uh, hearing uh, on the the stay uh, up at the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. So I'm going to try to go to that. It's going to be in Philadelphia. Uh, so the, the Siegel and Coons cases are both going to be heard then. Uh, and that's both both of those ANJRPC and is one of the cases and SAFFPC and CNJFO and NJ2AS is the other case, uh, just to give credit where credit is due. Um, but this is a quagmire. And uh, I put a lot of this on the state because they're supposed to let these jurisdictions know what's up. If people want to read it, where do they go? Uh, BearingArms.com, it's over there, but if you check out my socials and everything like that, you'll be able to find a link easier that way, probably. Alright, let's take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Alright, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Much better. <laughs> a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. And your website looks great. But just not getting you any customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that, that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Just visit sagetree.com, click on the schedule an appointment button, that's sagetree.com, and click on that schedule a call button now. So we have our own version of what you were just talking about, our carry killer SB2, which really stinks, and it's about to go into, uh, well, it's about to be signed by the governor, but it won't go into effect until January 1st. And with uh, a lot of hard work, we'll have an injunction on January second. Hopefully, man. <laughs> so, because uh, it's it's really really horrible. But the one the other thing that uh, folks aren't really hearing as much about, and as bad as that is, um, this other one's pretty bad. It's it's an eleven percent excise tax on guns and ammo, mm-hmm. and as if that's not bad enough, you know, because I'm hearing from gun shop owners. Uh, hey man, this is this is this is going to affect us. Absolutely, because we've seen in the last uh, over the last about twelve months, you know, year and a half, um, the industry's taken a hit. Um, anything related to firearms, anything related to anything kind of luxury, has taken a hit because everything else costs so much money. You know, I mean, people's you know grocery bill is going from whatever five hundred bucks a month to you know eight hundred fifty bucks a month, and you know. There's still the same amount of groceries. I mean, this inflation thing is real. So an 11% tax on all this is bad in and of itself. But have you heard of this, John? Briefly. I haven't haven't dove too deep into it, but I I caught some, some wisps of it. And here's the thing about the tax. 
there shouldn't be any tax on any of this stuff, in my opinion. Well, it's this very is, similar to a poll tax, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. And outside of, and I dare say, the Pittman-Robinson Act, there shouldn't be any other outside forces on Second Amendment-related industry. Mm-hmm. And we could argue for or against Pittman-Robertson. Tell people what that is. Uh, basically, it's, the, it's, it's a tax that everybody pays – but you're not going to feel it. It's on the front end. So the dealers and uh, really it's the manufacturers, I believe, that feel the, that tax. They're the ones that pay it. But it's what goes into our uh, conservation efforts of our parks and our basically mm. our forests. Uh, as a matter of fact, there should be signs at all of these properties that everybody uses where it says, you know, uh, a portion of the funds raised to maintain this place was raised by gun owners. Yeah, I think that's important. Owners. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, so that's where I was going to. This 11. percent Where's that going? To you know, some it, garbage program, I'm sure. It, it's it's a it's a it is. It's going to fix e- the roads. It's well, no, it's even a little worse than that though. <laughs> so they actually specify that they're going to give it out to. Uh, 501c3s that prevent gun violence. That's perfect. And I'm sure that those people still don't have huge salaries. Well, it, 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 but it's even worse than that. A lot of those 501, you know, with a 501c3, there are things you can and can't do. Right. And there are ways you, you can and can't support initiatives and, uh, par, you know, d- d- parties and uh, elected officials, that sort of thing. Um, this is, ad- these, these uh, groups absolutely do advocacy for anti gun. Uh, you know, uh, initiatives, laws, regulations, politicians, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is just fleecing gun owners in California, 11%, so they can take that money and get other people elected. Sure, yeah. And that's, who will vote against their gun it's shills, exactly. And those organizations, you mean to tell me that none of that money that gets cycled in isn't going to end up and, you know, somebody else's, like you said, yeah. campaign? Right. Well, you know? yeah. Yeah, and, you know, in the end, like, come on, yeah, it, it's embezzlement, <laughs> allegedly, an extortion. Yeah, you know, I mean, it really is bad. This is a really a bad thing conceptually, not just, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you got a couple of bucks, you know, and maybe a eleven percent hike in buying a, a gun isn't going to kill you. Uh, okay, fine, but the big picture on this thing is way, way more than just eleven percent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more going on here. What other tax is that high, though, Michael? Eleven percent. Well, it's but bad. It, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it doesn't I make know. any difference I, if it's New Jersey. I agree with you. Or California. <laughs> you have groups of people in both states and others as well that all they do all day long are trying to figure out a way to stop gun ownership. And when one doesn't work, there's three more back there, right behind it, that just keep it up and keep it up and keep it up. And they're not going to give up any more than we're going to give up. But every time you turn around, when you think you've knocked one down, there's three more Let's right. Whack them all. That's right, because they and these people make serious money coming up with these ideas for the for the left to try to stop us, and that's it in a nutshell. And it, it, but the eleven percent. Think about it on in in any other arena. You know, if they were like, "Hey, look, um, you know, we're gonna take." Eleven uh, percent of your, um, yeah, I don't know. Like with the most extreme, you're, we're going to take, we're going to try. Every abortion is going to get charged eleven percent more, so that we can take that money and give it to pro-choice, uh, you know, five hundred one c threes. You know, 
And I th- it, I'll tell you what, the abortion folks would lose their minds. Mm-hmm. Actually, the pro-life folks in this case would lose their minds. Or if it were the other way around. Let's say it was the other way around. Let's say they said, hey, for every, that's, that's more accurate. Um, yeah, uh, 11% of every abortion goes to a pro-life. The abortion folks would lose their minds. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to keep track of my own analogies here. Um, <laughs> I gotcha. I wish gun owners would, would be as, would be that passionate, right? I wish they'd be that, you know, like, but it's like, oh, well, we'll just get an attorney to handle it. Be a gunner. You'll be level-headed. <sighs> right? I wish we were a little more, as just as level-headed, but a little more passionate, a little more mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, but we, we get lazy. We're not these. fighters. Not enough of us. Not enough of us are fighters. Now, I have talked to, you know, some of the folks. Of course, we work with uh, 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 Firearms Policy Coalition primarily mm-hmm. when we do lawsuits. Um, I, you know, I think there's a way forward, in, in, you know, when it comes to lawsuits with 11%. Um, but, man, you know. Well, joining At San least, Diego County gun owners is a prime example. Join right. San Diego County gun owners. $10. 100%. There you go. You can't. I bet you your brunch didn't cost $10. I bet you you couldn't have paid for your brunch for $10. No, we no. couldn't. No. <laughs> you know Parking. What I'm Parking last night. <laughs> Parking <laughs> last night. $10. That's mm-hmm. it. But I'm just saying, you know, right. that's, that's the frustration, you know, because I know it, all the people out there listening are, are just as frustrated as we are. Yeah. They just can't seem to kick a $10 bill. <laughs> well, well, somebody's got to do the work. Easiest, most effective thing. Somebody's got to do the work. You it's, can't do it yep. for free. It's the and and in just just the fact that and I've talked about this before. I was doing advocacy in favor of the Second Amendment uh, before San Diego San Diego County gun owners. Guess how many people cared? <laughs> you know, not nearly as many as you when actually count. I mean, there's yeah. not that. I mean, you don't have to go very far. But you know, that's all you got. You got people and money. When it comes to politics, mm-hmm. that's, those are your only tools. You got people and money. But so. when you have people banging on your door asking for your guns, then they'll say, "Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute." But it's, then it's too late. Why be reactive when you can be proactive? That's right. Act, activism is the ounce of prevention. I'm telling you, a lawsuit is about a million and a half dollars a cure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's ten dollars a month now, or a million and a half later. <laughs> yeah. Well, and if you want to keep seeing your guns prices Maybe. go up, your ammo prices go up. You know what, Dave? We should rebrand San Diego County Gun Owners, right. and we should call it Second Amendment Insurance. I think that's an awesome idea. <laughs> right? We I should just not. start telling people like, "Hey, we're we're selling Second Amendment that's insurance." Right. It's just yeah. like we're going to fix your car after you've got two hundred thousand miles on it. You'd be ele- <laughs> you'd be yeah, talking about my Jeep. Yeah. You'd be illegal in New Jersey. Well, you'd be illegal in California. <laughs> you'd be illegal in New York. We're you'd practically be illegal. legal here. Be in good company. Now, then we'd yeah. have to go through the insurance commission. Can exactly. you imagine what that would be like? Oh, my God. No, no, it's enough to curl your hair. Oh, well. Did I tell you my Jeep went over 200,000 miles, by the way? I'm surprised it made it. <laughs> Are you take, kidding? Did he take you to brunch on that thing? It's a beast. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Go. You there should you ride go. with him all the time, so help him get from point A to point B. <laughs> it's a beast. I'm... What do you drive normally? I, uh, you know, I drive a Subaru. So uh, you're a Subi guy. Yeah, I got a Subaru Ascent. So I got the third row seating yeah. and you know you Cheerios on the you floor in the back. <laughs> you know, you know uh, that is a cult car. It's pretty manly. You know I'm that not, it I don't is mean to not. Say. 
A it's, cult car? What do you mean? Subies are cult cars. What does that mean? Talk to somebody that owns a Subi. And my wife, she wear, she drives a, a Subaru as well. And sometimes so, we joke there about each other because we wear cargo shorts and yeah. stuff. And, you know, <laughs> people whisper about us. Birkenstocks. Yeah. <laughs> so you live up in the hills where the snow is? Yeah, New Jersey. <laughs> in the suburbs. <laughs> so what are you doing to a Subi? Uh, are, you, are you saying that people who buy a Subaru end up Acting very cultish, is that what you're saying? Well, are you saying you, there was a cult out there and they all no, owned, if you follow this, it's like they all had Nikes on in that well, one branch of We had five of them, Subaru. Wow. I think five, marched maybe to the four. Tune of yeah, a different five. Drum. What's the drum they marched to? They're just kind of, yeah, look what he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. I'm not saying it's a Let's bad Let's just car. change gears. You know what we need to do is I we like need that. to give a shout out to one of our friends, Tony Simon. Tony Simon. Tony Simon. What a great was, guy. Yep. Tony Simon's listening in. He said something about one of us being a stud. I'm not going to say not no. Not me. It was- no, 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 no. One of us. And then uh, also Gunwebs was saying disparaging things about 9 millimeters. Shame on you, Gunwebs. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to everyone out there listening in. I, I, it's what an honor that Tony Simon is listening in. We've had him on the show before. And Great guy. Great a, guy. Such a personality. The second is for everyone. We need a, You need to support him. He's, so he's, he's good people. We're going to start asking every guest what car what they car drive. What car they drive? And See if there's a trend. I'll bet you 70% will be Subarus. What, of guests? No. I, I highly no. doubt that, David. No. <laughs> That's not the our... wrong demographic, bud. I'm an outlier. <laughs> okay. I'll but it just brought up a good point. I'm going to have to look at so it. Being that you're from Jersey, what's your favorite gun? My favorite like that I own or yeah, like in but, general? Well, both. Okay. So, I mean, I can't give you the one favorite, but I, I do love my Kimber 1911. I, okay, and then my sh- shotgun. So it's a different, you know, different yeah. organism here. My over under. I've got a um, a Browning Satori seven two five. It's I, I almost said that. For some reason I, yeah, I can totally so see you with this. Perfect for futtery. I love it. <laughs> futtery. <laughs> futtery. All right, folks. This is Governor's Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Send this guy back to Jersey. San Diego Gun Show is returning October 21st and 22nd. You asked for it, we got it. It's the second gun show since they banned it from the Del Mar Fairgrounds, and we need you to come out and support the event so we can keep on growing the gun show and help renormalize gun ownership and get educated the gun owner symposium is also happening it'll be free with the gun show admission what's a symposium two full days of presentations and speakers when gun show attendees can learn something listen to something thought-provoking and enjoy the gun show the admission is only $15 but you can get a $3 discount at gunownersradio.com slash symposium so thank you again, everybody that uh, participated and attended Gun Prom, all the donations from all the different gun shops. Uh, you guys are absolutely wonderful. We'll, of course, be talking more every week about uh, some of the folks that participated. And and uh, um, thank you all to those who bid on items, and congratulations to those who won. 
And congratulations to those who won a gun. You have to, of course, make an appointment and do your dross, but uh, you went home with the satisfaction of adding one new firearm to your collection. So thank you so much to Mr. Santee himself, uh, Rob McNellis, for being the MC. Uh, thank you, Gail and Desi. You guys did a wonderful job with Gun Prom. Thank you so much. You guys worked so hard. It did not go unnoticed. And, uh, yeah, who else should I thank? Freedom AV, Ed, you did a wonderful job. Uh, it all went really, really well. So I just wanted to take a second and thank everybody, and and uh, I thought it was really, really wonderful. All right. Now, everybody's favorite segment. Years ago, we found out that my nephew was pretty good at gun trivia. So we decided to invite people to send in questions, and if we – Get your question and read it on the air. You're going to get a hat or a shirt. And if you stump my nephew with your question, we'll give you a special prize. So without further ado, Sam the Gunman, how are you, man? All right. A little bit under the weather, but uh, can't complain. I'm sorry to hear. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Is that the, is that, is that the appropriate thing to say? Happy Rosh Hashanah? Uh, it's fine. It works. All right. Cool. Yesterday was Rosh Hashanah, right? That's correct. Which is what? It is the Jewish New Year. That's right. What year do we do we know what year it is? It's uh I want to say 5784, but I'm I may be a couple off there. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you. Almost almost stumped you with the with the year. So <laughs> <laughs> you really are feeling a little under the weather. Well, good luck on this. Of course, your biggest fan John Petrolino, he's going to read it to you. Hey Sam, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been a while. So uh, here's our question for you. Kirk from Escondido. And I do believe Escondido is a real place, right, Michael? It's a real, real place. Okay. So I've Kirk asks a question for you. He wants to know, what rifle had an 8-bit computer in the stock and used a 9-volt battery for power? Uh, Kirk from Escondido, thanks very much for writing in. What computer... What firearm had an 8-bit computer and a 9-volt battery in the stock. Um, I believe he is referring to the Remington Etronix series of rifles that used an uh, electrical ignition system with uh, electrically actuated primers and, and to, uh, to initiate those, uh, to, to detonate those primers instead of a firing pin. Um, it, you know, an electronic ignition system has to be powered by something. So you need a battery in the stock. You need, uh, in an electrical switch in the trigger and you need a computer to control it all. Is that what he's talking about? That's actually not right. Completely wrong. It's a 50 watt plasma rifle is what we were looking for. 50 (laughs) watt plasma rifle would have been the winner on this case. He's under the weather. Give him a break. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, you got it. Read the answer. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That's right. Uh, <laughs> For the roll tires. The- <laughs> yeah, really. Why don't you read the answer? Uh, the Remington Etronex rifle. Did I say that even right? I don't even know. It's a variant of the Remington 700. Featured an electronic trigger and ignition system. The firing pin became an electrode, and the electronic primer charged the case. Then the electricity raised the temperature high enough for the ignition. The proprietary nature of the platform ensured that the technology died a <laughs> swift death. I wonder if there are any advantages. You suppose was it uh, were there any advantages to that? Was it less movement and therefore more accurate? Or 
Well, there's there's one real advantage I can think of, and that would be that it is slightly faster. Well, okay, maybe two advantages. Um, one, that it's slightly faster than a mechanical firing pin, or it should be if designed properly, which, again, theoretically could uh, be conducive to slightly better precision because the lock time is reduced, the time in between you pulling the trigger, or um, rather the trigger breaking and the round being discharged. Um, so that might be an advantage. It might be an advantage that you can set the trigger pull however light you want because all it is is two, uh, two electrical contacts meeting each other. Um, you could maybe make an argument for better reliability because there aren't any moving parts, but then you introduce electronics that have to be ruggedized and shockproof and you need a battery and everything. I've I've written before about why we kind of don't like smart guns in the gun world, and uh, the the same answers still apply. Awesome, awesome job. Just for fun, Sam, if you can guess the retail price of it right now off the top of your head, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say like a thousand bucks. Oh, a little bit do- double that actually. It's two thousand dollars. That's the retail Jeez. price of this. Two thousand. That's insane to me. <laughs> Jeez yeah, that's Louise. a lot. Brendan's offended. For Remington 700 now, <laughs> let alone that. 2000 bucks. I mean, that's, you know, that's uh, for all that electronics and uh, how much is yeah, a regular? It, it didn't last, did it? It didn't last. How much is a regular 700 going for? Like 800 bucks? Oh, well, at the time, because this, this wasn't recent. This was uh, maybe a couple decades ago. You must have been talking, I don't know, less than $500. Really? For, for 700 All right. Okay, well, that's a lot of money. That was back then. That was back then. Don't forget to calculate on your battery costs. Oh, good point. <laughs> hey, Sam, we had a conversation earlier. How many uh, articles have you written? Um, uh, I've Roughly. lost count. Well, I, to tell you the truth, I haven't been counting. Hmm. But you've huh. been writing articles for San Diego County Gunners for what, about a year? No. Um, yeah, the... Uh, I want to say longer than that yeah, for SDCGO. Yeah. Uh, maybe, years. yeah, maybe about a year. About a year. All right. Year, year and a half. So one a week, right? 50. Yep. That's 52. We'll give you 52 there. And then how many for Leatherneck? Um, I've done, I don't know, Four, I think five, six for six. Leatherneck. Uh, and I've got some more in the pipeline. Nice. So it's, you're probably closer to when we were talking earlier, what do you thought he would? Yeah, probably, yeah. Because Mike said it was in the he's, thousands. You're killing it, man. I think it's great. I think it's great. We got some ideas for you, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, what's, what's your the hardest part. What's your, what's, your, uh, what's your latest blog on? Um, well, my latest blog post is uh, on – it's it's kind of a down-in-the-weeds type of thing, uh, but there's a punchline to it. The administration has been talking about changing – the definitions of uh, various things having to do with what constitutes a firearm dealer Um, in a push, everyone thinks, to try to get as many people to need FFLs as possible. Um, It's it's really sort of a, and and the argument I make is that it's sort of a backdoor to universal registration because that's always been a goal from the gun control side but they know they can't achieve it through legal means, and they know it's going to get tied up in courts because it's uh, arguably inconst- unconstitutional. So the, the effort is to go through back channels, to redefine terms, to essentially cobble together something like a registration scheme. Wow. And what, uh, what inspired you to, to do that one? 
Uh, well, I caught it in the news, and I realized that probably because it's such a kind of obscure type of thing. Oh, so what? The, the ATF at the uh, at the urging of the administration wants to redefine words. What's the big deal? Well, it is a big deal, and I try to explain in the blog post why that is. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland thought it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, redefining and words. Same I have a very good goalposts. one coming up that I've had to rewrite a couple of times because uh, the news has changed. So uh, stay on the lookout for that one soon. All right, cool. All right, man, awesome. So go to sandiacountygunowners.com and then slash blog or go to orangecountygunowners.com slash blog or inlandempiregunowners.com slash blog. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. I hope you're feeling better. <clears throat> Thanks. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good night, everyone. Good night. Well, there we go. John, what do you think, man? I think it's uh, just about a wrap, isn't it? I think it's just about a wrap. Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much for helping me indulge my Sunday brunch addiction. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> it's all a pleasure. It was good. Tom Hams, great place, great yeah, was, service. Phenomenal. Phenomenal lunch. Brunch. 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 You get it to was go brunch, ride in a Jeep. Yeah. I took a ride in the Jeep. We didn't drink any mimosas, though. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, there were no mimosas. There was no, no nobody, I didn't see any cantaloupe either. Nobody had cantaloupe on their plate. No. So That's right. It wasn't that bad. Mark it off your list. Brunch is the bro lunch. Yeah, bro lunch. Bro lunch. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to start that. It's going to be an all-meat-based brunch, bro lunch. It was good. <laughs> All right, well, cool. All right. Dave, what did you think of the gun problem last night? Good. Good. Yeah. Did a good job? Who are those guys out in the front? Uh, What do you mean? Which ones? That's not the flyers. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I didn't even mm. know it was. Yeah. I think I said, we, hey, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate I it. Know, we, I think this is the first year we got protesters. I'm we so had protesters? Yeah. I'm so proud of it. Yeah. I missed it. It was a story. I could have written you're, about it. Well, you're big. My yeah. gosh. I know. It's all you because made it. of you. I know. Protesters. Yeah, right. <laughs> I knew you were coming. They thought I was John Korea. That's right. <laughs> Everybody thinks you're John Korea. Like, That's wrong, John. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, wrong, John. Thanks for uh, coming out and spending a problem with us, man. Again, hope, hopefully we'll, we can entice you into coming back every year. If I can, I will. All right, folks. Hey, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. And please support all our great sponsors. San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International, and our new sponsor, Gold Co. Big shout out to Alicia, Michael, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and Brendan Thomas. Don't touch that dial. I think Mr. Siegel is in the house right here on The Gun Show, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer.